You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in the 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shurgunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Can you really ever be a perfect mom? Or is good mom good enough? I knew that mom guilt has been hunting me for quite some time, and I know that there are women out there that are feeling the same. So how do we change that mindset? Join me on this, today's conversation with Gladys Simmons, who is a life coach for mom. And she's on a mission to help her clients tap into their big superpowers within themselves to really figure out, is this mom guilt thing a real thing? Hey, Money Bosses. Welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I am really excited for the, today's conversation. And I know a lot of you have heard of this idea, concept, whatever you want, but we're talking about mom guilt today. And a lot of women actually um, experience it uh, on a daily basis. And so, you know, how do you look at yourself as a mom who is going through feelings of mom guilt? And how do you recognize that maybe this is not the way I want to live, or there are other things that you can do in life? So in today's discussion, Gladys Simmons, a life coach for mom, is going to shine some light onto this conversation, because I'm sure this topic has been in the works for ages. So first of all, Gladys, I'm so excited for you to join us. Welcome. Oh, I'm so excited to be there. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Awesome. So mom guilt out of all topics. And I, um, I really jumped onto this because I am a new mom myself. I don't know. I'm still saying a new mom because my son is only two and a half. Uh, but I guess you're a new mom forever because every phase is... <laughs> It's different. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I'm I'm an old mom. My my oldest is seven years old compared to you, obviously. Um, <laughs> but the mom guilt, I think it's one of those things that hit you the minute you become a mom and never leaves. Um, from my own experience, mom guilt is you know coming from the place where you feel like you're missing out on something. Um, you're scared of not being the mom, as defined by you, it's important to say. Mom guilt comes from, hey, all those feeling of missing out because you have the ideal picture of being a mom and always being there 24-7. And if you can't, then that's that's what comes in. Um, so it's a feeling that is um, constantly there. I don't think it ever leaves. I speak to client and friend and family that have kids that are way older than our kid, Anna, um, you know, I was speaking yesterday to a mom of a 22-year-old and the mom guilt is there. So I guess it's a feeling that's there. The minute you become a mom, that's not there to leave. But I feel also that a lot of us have been trying to fight that mm -hmm. feeling <laughs> a lot because it's perceived as something that is negative. And for me, with time, I start making friends with the mom guilt. 
Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about it <laughs> as we evolve. But I think it's important to know that it's there. So instead of fighting it, why don't we make friends with it? Yeah, I know. I, I like that. I, I I definitely want to acknowledge it. I started to to um, you know get into those feelings not that long ago, but more on that um, as well later. So um, something interesting because I want to kind of open up with this. Um, I was reading an article uh, on this mom guilt topic because I want to be prepared for our conversation. <laughs> yeah, and um, so it says it, it it says that um, if all moms feel this you know this guilty feeling, and then there's research that shows that pretty much everybody does, as you were just pointing out, then there's no better um, mom to compare yourselves to. So like, how come are we, you know, we're feeling that? And is this feeling really true? Is it all, you know, not real? So I was like, wow, okay. Um, so why don't we start with that? Um, what, do you, what are your thoughts on this? So mom guilt, like I said, it's something that comes into it. And I think with time, I start realizing that number one, it's, a comparison to the mom we, we, women decide to be. Um, so nobody says you have to be uh, the perfect mom. You just have to be a good mom. <laughs> and good mom means missing out on some aspect of your child's life, right? We can't all be present all the time. We can't all you know, be there for our kids, no matter how hard we try, there's a time where they're going to have to be doing things on their own. And it's part of life. So I was going to say that mom guilt comes from, you know, that representation of the perfect mom, either conditioned by the society, hey, you have to be the perfect mom and it means it has to be this, or, you know, feed by our own representation of what a perfect mom, quote unquote, means. Um, just be a good mom. Just be a good mom. That's yeah, I, I, I know. I, I like it. I like how you put it. Good versus perfect. Um, yes. Because you're right. It's, I think each of, each of us individually has these um, ideas of what a good mom is, right? Even growing up, like my mom actually spent time staying um, with both my brother and I when we were little at home. And I grew up... Um, uh, you know, kind of having, I don't know, even though I saw that, I remember that, um, you know, her being uh, with us all the time because my dad worked. Uh, but somehow I had ideals about not being, you know, uh, or not spending a ton of time at home with my son. And so that's what I kind of marched into with, into the motherhood, right? And like, I was so determined and like, this is what I'm going to do. I had my little plan and I executed on it. But then, but then, 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 then I came to a point where like, wow, okay, this is not what I should have done. And those, all those guilty feelings, right. Started to show up. So it's like, yes, there's a way, at least on my, you know, my example, I saw what, you know, my mom did and I kind of sort of reverted into the opposite. Um, but I think a lot of, you know, a lot of people may follow their mother's footsteps or what they see as, as example. So um, but but see, I think, and I'm more on the receiving side of this from the financial aspect because I, I sit down and I work with clients in all their life phases, particularly a lot around you know when they're when they're expending their family or if they're you know first time parents or they're adding more kids. So a, a lot of these kind of uh, you know questions, right, or these feelings that you have may come to maybe your financial situation isn't where you wanted it to be and you like have to go to work. And so it's like, okay, you're at work, you have to make money. And then you're like feeling so bad. And, you know, like, I wish I would be spending my time with my child. So like, it's a, I, I don't know, is it a balance? What do you see with your, with your clients? 
I was going to say balance, it's a very trigger word for a lot of people mm-hmm. because the balance brings perfection. When you think balance, you feel like that image of being perfectly at, in harmony with every single ball you're juggling. This is perfection and it's not reality, right? So typically what I say to people, whatever your reason to be away from your child, you have to acknowledge and embrace it, Right. You, you touch upon it, your mom was your mom and she provided that childhood for you, but she was her. We are not our mom, we are not our parent, we are us. So whatever I start saying to my friend and to my friend, and that's what I learned with myself, before being a mom, you are you, with your dreams and your aspirations. And that is the best role model you can be to your kid to say, go and live your dreams. (laughs) Doesn't mean that you have to put everything else behind, but you have to acknowledge that whatever financial situation that you have to be in to go to work to provide, what is your big why? Why do you go to work? Why do you want to make money? Why do you want to provide? What, whatever, you know, your reason, you have to accept that is for a bigger, bigger reason that you're doing those. That help a little bit with the, the mom kid. So I am in a position where I have to go to work. And some days it was hard to, you know, putting my kid in daycare, feeling like, oh, it's a stranger that are going to witness the smile and, you know, their first walk mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there eating and it doesn't mean anything to me. But at the, at the end of the day, I'm living the dream that I wanted to live for myself. Then I come home to my kid and I make up. So for me, I'm just saying financial, it's a big, big reason why women feel the the guilt, the mom guilt. But the reality is you go and, and achieve and accomplish your dreams. So your child sees that, you know, if I want to do it, I have to put the, the effort, the sacrifice to reach that bigger goal. So Finance is one of those. Some people have, um, you know, you know, uh, marital situations that could be linked to finance. Some people feel they don't have a choice. But I want you to think about it in the sense of when my child is growing, what do they look at them at, at their mom as? Trailblazer, role model, person that went after what they wanted or someone that was just sitting there feeling like, oh, I couldn't do anything because of you, (laughs) right? Yes. No, that's certainly not the message you want to send to your child, for sure. But yeah, I mean, it's really tough. And so like, how do we, how do we work on these feelings? Because it's feelings, right? It's, it's, it's these, yes, it's these ideas we have about the, the lifestyle we want and, you know, what we can afford financially, right? That's like, I get to see all of that too. Like, okay, well, this is what the numbers are. You can only take, if you have, you know, if you're a new mom, you can take whatever in America. I know in Canada and America, we get uh, six weeks, you know, for normal delivery, eight weeks paid leave for C-section, right? You have 15 months in Canada. So you I guys know, are you guys paid. Like, <laughs> paid, right? <laughs> oh, well, not paid, but I was going to say money is important. But for me, um, Having a year out just to be with my baby, um, you know, at a reduced rate than what mm-hmm. my pay will be, 
I think was also very important in the bonding aspect. He helped me mm-hmm. to feel like, you know, I had that one year that nobody can put a price on. <laughs> and yeah. then when I had to go back to work, you know, I had that one year of memories that I could lean on. Um, it doesn't make it the mom girl go away, like, by the way. It just makes it easier <laughs> to say, yeah. okay, you know, I witnessed her first step. I saw her smile. I know why she's crying. And that joy when you you come and pick up your child from daycare or wherever you put the child comes back with that smile. It makes it worthwhile. So I'm just trying to say that I know there's a lot of reason why people have to go to work quicker, sooner. Um, I typically will say, you know, be fanatical about having that time where money doesn't count, where nothing else counts, where it's you and your child, you and your family. Those are the things that, funnily enough, kids remember. <laughs> they don't remember the money, they don't remember the sacrifice, they remember the time that you spend. Um, I, for my own childhood memory, I, I remember one day my mom said, we're going to go out and uh, in the garden and, and sleep in the stars. It doesn't cost money, but we I remember lying in the grass for like 10 minutes with my mom and my sisters and we're counting the stars. And then we're like, and she's like, we said, can we sleep there? And she's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is vivid in me, but not the toys that she bought, not the dresses that we, we went, but all those moments that your kid remember, it's those moments that you said, I'm here for you, no matter what. And those moments typically don't cost money. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. I know you have to constantly remind yourself that like some the toys they want and it's it's you who they want, right? That that quality time. So we're always Yuri and I, my husband, always kind of balance that, you know, the quality time. Like, okay, you go be present with him for whatever, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, if that's what all he's gonna give you, then you can go on and do other stuff. Cause especially, you know, if you are a working mom um, or if you run a business, right? Whatever, um, you come home and there's outside of, you know, outside of your work, there's life too, right? So it's take, yeah. taking care of your child and you come home, you gotta maybe cook or, you know, do things in the household. So it's like, okay, you still can't be with your child quite yet, <laughs> right? So it's like, oh, I'm still like not there hundred percent cause somebody else will have to do all of that for you, right? So it's like it's. Say, sorry, I'm talking over you. I'm, I'm I apologize, but I was gonna say to you that different stage of your child life, you know, involve different, you know, aspect of you being present. Mm-hmm. So when the babies, you're present by holding them and and be there. When they grow older, like your two year old, they start recognizing, you know, that time with you, right? And when they're a bit older, like mine, seven-year-old, they really have like that time that they know this is my time with mom and nobody else is going to take nothing pass over. As the child grows, you probably will find your own way to connect with your child. But what I'm trying to say here is the connection is important. Do not compromise on connecting with mm-hmm. your child. Yes, totally. So as as you grow into this motherhood role, right? Whatever you know, whether you're in my shoes, you're just sort of starting out. You have a younger child, or you're a little bit older in this role, and your kids are much, you know, like they're teens. How like how do you, do you have some practical 
suggestions for how do you deal with these feelings? Because they do come up, right? These thoughts come like on a Friday afternoon. I'm like, what should I be doing? Recording podcasts or take, you know, take Liam out of daycare? <laughs> well, that's real. But like, well, no, I'm going to record my podcast because I love this stuff, right? Well, but I love my son too. Uh, you know, it, the love doesn't go. Want number one, and I said at the beginning of, of this conversation with you that you know the mom guilt is there. Um, I think a lot of those things, feelings that you said you acknowledge is because we want to fight those. Mom guilt is there. It's it's nature way to make you realize that you care about someone so much you want to protect them at all time, but don't fight it. Accept it. It's still, I have my seven-year-old that is going on his bicycle and so happy to go on his bicycle. And every time he goes way further from me, <laughs> I have that feeling of, oh my God, it's, I can't protect him if something happened. I can't be there. I'm not close enough. I'm not this and I'm not that. You're going to miss your children, rest, you know, party, recital, first something. Make up those feeling like that that time that you have so my number one advice is like make friend with your mom guilt it's not going it's there mm-hmm. instead of fighting it acknowledge it yes today I feel like the not so good mom <laughs> I'm not perfect I will not be perfect but I will be good and today is not a I'm not a good mom because I missed this and I didn't do that and I didn't do this Instead, my child is healthy. My child still loves me and we have a specific relationship. And yes, I miss X, but I'm going to make up by having that one hour, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. I'm going to have that time with the child. That mom feeling, my number one advice is mom guilt. Make friends with your guilt. Mm-hmm. Make friends with it. And trust your child. Trust him or her. hmm mm-hmm. Because my way, personal way of combating the mom guilt is making a home, which I represent, a safe place. Telling my kid that they can always come to me, no matter what, and we're going to figure it out. So they represent me as that safe place that they're going to go and experience the world on their own terms, <laughs> mm-hmm. knowing that I'm here anytime. So that's the way I... I I make friends with my mom guilt, but find a way. Mm-hmm. Trust your child. <laughs> mm-hmm. So one of the things I've not, I mean, maybe there's there's a connection in, in doing this too, but I do find that um, I keep a gratitude journal um, that kind of helps me, you know, deal with with these thoughts and feelings, right? So at the end of the day, just 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 simply three things I'm grateful for in the morning. And three things or more, if I can come up with that before I go to bed, like just kind of get these thoughts out of your head. Um, You know, at least I I was not connecting it to the mom guilt, but I think there's definitely more you can kind of, you know, put into that. I don't know if you practice anything like this with your clients. Not only a practice, but if you go on my website, um, I do have a gratitude. uh, I call it a success journal that I design specifically for mom. That goes exactly with what you said, Anna. You know, you go, um, you sit in the morning and it, that success journal examined your success of the day, morning and evening. So you have a morning routine where you set your intention. What kind of mom do you want to be today? And then in the evening, 
what you have done, what you're grateful for, what drains you, and what you forgive yourself for. Because I think it's really important to forgive ourselves for things that we haven't accomplished. Um, so it's totally free to download on, on my website. Um, so I invite you to go. It's something I, I still do. I use that journal myself. And um, it, it helped me, you know, put things in perspective. Because sometimes when you go into that, hey, I'm feeling that guilt and I have to do this. And you just don't realize what is your biggest why. Why do you do the things that you do? Why do you do the sacrifices that you do? Why do you record that podcast instead of going with Liam? And some Fridays don't record podcasts, go and no. get you. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but it, the point is you're showing to him that you're happy and fulfilled because you do things that are you beside being his mom. And you do both, you know, happily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. I did not know about the journal, but thank you. We definitely will include a link in the show notes for those who want to continue. I like the forgiveness one. I don't, I don't quite have that uh, in my <laughs> thoughts, but it's yeah. I, I think it's very much needed, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> not just in regards to the mom, the mom life, everything else that we do as human beings. I mean, as a mom, is even more important because um, you you alluded to that yourself. We have like a lot of hat that we wear as a working mom you have your you know you are you showing up as an employee but then you have your unpaid work which is your mom work right you come mm-hmm. back you have to run a house you have to make sure everything is in order you have a child to look after and to keep happy you have a household you have dinner so at some point there's some delegation that's gonna have to happen otherwise you're gonna be always stretched forgive yourself sometimes. So I used to resent, you know, letting my kid to daycare because I felt like, oh no, I'm letting someone else take care of my child. And I used to fight with those feelings until I realized that those are people that co-parent with me, right? It's, Mm -hmm. It's someone that is also invested in my child's life that come and report to me and say, hey, today he has done that or he has touched that. So you have to learn to say, today I didn't come to Liam recital or swimming or miss his first walk, but that's okay. I'm still a good mom because those are those three things that I'm grateful for, you know. So forgive yourself. I think we tend not to. (laughs) We tend to hold that into us the same way with mom guilt. But yeah, forgiveness, self-forgiveness, it's a, it's a big, big thing that I recommend to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> One of the thoughts I have is, well, I mean, so we, and this topic is, you know, centered a lot around moms, right? Because for all the yeah. things that moms do, but how do we, I mean, a lot of, a lot of moms have partners, right? So how do we bring the partners, meaning the dads, right? Into the equation of this, because I don't know. It seems to me, and I hope my husband is not going to listen to this episode. <laughs> what am I about to say? I know, or like, <laughs> no, I'm sure he doesn't, especially mom guilt topic. No, but but what I'm trying to say is, it just seems to me like some of these things that I feel, you know, horrible inside a lot of times are just like some come so much easier to him, or maybe that's my perception of his feelings. But how do we? How do we even know that, that, you know, if our co-parent, right, whoever we're co-parenting with, is that party is experiencing that? And, like, 
I don't know. Is there is there ways to talk about it? Like, what do you suggest? <laughs> I was going to say that I do have a wonderful husband in case he's listening to it. Um, <laughs> but I was going to say that the number one thing is you have to know that they have that guilt. They, you know, when I talk with my husband, I haven't had the opportunity to talk with other people's husband, but I have a client that I coach that are dad, not as many, but they all come with their own doubts. They own come, they, they come to the table with their own fears and their own doubt. And maybe we don't acknowledge it enough because again, society said men should not complain and should be strong and all those things, but they have doubt. They do. And their fear might be different from ours. We women want to nurture and grow. They want people to be strong and, mm-hmm. you know, flawless. They have, you know, you, you know your partner, you know um, the person you're living with, but don't, don't doubt for a second that they, they're invincible and they, no, they have their own doubt, right? Right, and, I'm, I'm sure, yes. Yeah, so that's what my husband is, it's, it's probably, um, you know, won't be the one admitting to me that, oh my God, I have those insecurity in those fears. Um, but you can tell that, you know, we we have fears in different ways, but we do have fears. So what I invite um, mom to do is to put that, that conversation on the table, not in a formal way, but hey, every day, hey, you know, I have this fear. What, what do you think, you know, it's going to be, you know, what's your fear for this? What's your hope for that? You know, for this particular topic, involve them, make them be part of this. Another thing I notice is when we want to involve our partners into the conversation, we tend mom and I am first on that table to want things to be done the way I want it to be done. You have to let them do it the way. Like when I ask my husband to feed our kid, I'm thinking in my head, it's going to be healthy meal. He's going to be like, you know, <laughs> vegetable and this. And then I come home and it's pizza. And I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but he's fed, right? That's your number one goal. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. Gratitude, like you were saying. Are they fed? Are they happy? <sighs> okay, mm-hmm. then it's fine. It's not my way of feeding, but they are fed. This is the end result. And then we can talk about, you know, hey, you know what? I know you give them pizza, but maybe we can give them pizza once a day, once a week instead of every week kind of thing. But they have fears. So to your initial questions, our partners, you know, they might not talk about it openly, but yes, the same. Um, I, I remember uh my husband missing our son learning to swim the first time he went swimming and he made a big deal out of it himself because he was on the phone and he was taking all this thing and I was like oh don't worry it's just like he will do that again but it was a big deal and that's what I'm saying you look at your partner and you see what is a big deal for them sometimes they won't say it sometimes you will notice it pay attention to but mm-hmm. yeah everybody the minute you become a parent, it's. I, I read something somewhere that said being a parent, or maybe it was being a mom, you have your heart walking outside of your body. So oh. it's a big task to always protect the heart, right? It's the yeah. most important part of our body. So, yeah, 
my number one advice is communicate, talk, and accept that things will not be always the way you think they will be. Yeah, but definitely. Helping, helping the dad guild too, because it's probably <laughs> there. They just, yeah, they dads dads tend not to communicate it or express it as much as women do, and so, yeah. Do you do you express your guilt, you know, openly with with your husband? Do you say? You no, know, I do. I, do. I personally do. I mean, I bring up conversations a lot about, you know, how I, you know, I, I worry about some things or, you know, I wish I was, you know, like I, I just randomly, I can't think of any, like an, an example right now, but I know I bring this up more often. And he said, and he, I mean, a lot of times his responses are, I know, you know, and like, you know, he's understanding of, of, of all of it, but he kind of always closes with like, well, what are we trying to accomplish? Like it just, I don't know. So sometimes to me, I'm sharing it because I just, you know, feel like I want to share and he's in this, in this, you know, thing with me together, but it feels like, okay, to him, it's like, well, we're doing this for a reason, right? Like our goal is to provide. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> so, I don't know. You know, it's that it's the Venus and Mars and that like kind of talk. I will say to you that it is. <laughs> it sounds like a conversation I will have with my husband. I just want to say something, and he just want to fix it. And I'm like, I don't need to be fixed. I just need to you to listen. And of course, obviously, but I'm just saying. I'm sure even you, Anna, when you think about it, there will be time you will say something, um, and then you'll be like, oh. I never thought that would be a deal, big deal for you, but they they have their own dad guilt. Um, it might not be as like he, they won't maybe talk to us about it, um, but they have. Um, my husband is used to me being a coach. I can get things out of him more easily, um, and he doesn't like me coaching him, by the way. Um, but those are their legitimate fear. He wants to provide for his kid. He wants to be sure that they don't miss out on any opportunity that he can afford um, for them, right? So always want him. He's like always saying, I want them to be bigger than I ever dreamt they will be. Mm-hmm. So those are fears for him that, you know, that his kids will never go be behind, like, uh, above what he dreams so that's a fear yeah something kind of something sort of you know clicks in my head with this so if we can't quite like we we understanding that this mom guilt mom and dad guilt equally is there it's going to be there as long as we have the child right that we can love um so if that's all to stay and we work on ourselves right and i'm eager to hear more you know more practical things from you so would it wouldn't be fair to say that maybe we should look at changing our circumstances, right? Or being more productive at work or having, I don't know, it's almost like creating a system of how you run your life and your household and everything in order to be, you know, a little bit more fulfilled and kind of, you know, cover that up, you know, if, if, if you will. Um, but it's just like, how, how do you maximize, you know, the time, <laughs> I guess, right? This is the business person than me speaking. That sounds like a business model. I know, right? <laughs> They're not maximizing. Um, what I would say, and I might not be very popular with your audience or yourself, but I would say it start with you. So mm-hmm. you as a person, how do you get you know, that fulfillment, how are you happy? If you if you are fulfilled, then you can give out a lot of those things. Then you can create a lot of those joy around you. 
So you can't just be stressed all the time and give joy to your child and give joy to your, your relationship. It, it's not. How do you create meaningful relationship by being fulfilled yourself? Mm-hmm. Right? So a lot of people that I speak to equate happiness and love with money or financial. The thing that make people happy, especially children, does do not cost money. Right. Um, it could be, hey, um, you know, I'm picking you up after dinner. Typically, we brush our teeth and we go to bed. But we're going to go for 10 minutes in the park and let you run wild. That's happiness for a child, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Happiness could be, hey, I'm going to let you paint your nail with my nail polish today. <laughs> That's happiness. So what I'm trying to come at is like, be fulfilled you, yourself, your dream, your aspiration, what you want to be, be clear and confident, being happy within, then you give that out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You cannot create that meaningful relationship from an empty cup. Yeah, it's it's always there's this reminder. I hear this a lot on, on you know on podcasts and when you read stuff like and it's very true, right? These announcements on airplanes, you put the you put the mask, oxygen mask on yourself first and then you help your child. And I've always been like, but I wouldn't do that. I'm gonna put the mask on them first. And like that doesn't make sense, right? Logical, but I, I hear you. Yeah. Please. Um I you, you remember, so I have two children, so um when I had my first, I had I was a typical like mom that three months of mat leave, then I go to work, then I go stressed, do I do this? And I had when I had my second, I really was really intentional about slowing down. Mm-hmm. And then I saw my son and I thought, oh my God, you have grown so much since last time I saw you. But I was seeing him every day. But because I was intentionally slowing down and I was there and I was playing with him and, you know, having time into and you know, that time with him, when I went back to work and started being stressed again, he said to me, and he was then four-year-old, he says, I like the other mom better. Mm, the mom wow. Was, right? The mom that was waiting for him at, um, you know, and I realized that, during that one year that I took out, he saw me happy, fulfilled, rested. Before that, I was always stressed, rushing, meeting, dropping, going, you know, the walk life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they feel it. And I was earning less money on my leave, <laughs> but he was happier. <laughs> Yeah, there's, yeah, there's something about that too. Okay. So how, so we know we need to do the work, especially moms, right? We addressing all of this, all these conversations to moms. Um, We have to do work on ourselves, right? Like that's the optimal place to go in terms of, you know, like you said, to give to every, to everyone that you love. So we talked about the gratitude journal. Um, What, what other practices do you recommend to your clients um, to put in your daily life? The gratitude journal is a big, big, big tool to say that forgive yourself, understand what makes you, you know, what gives you joy and what drains you and arrange your day and your energy there. So I also say the second thing is that create some space that are, you know, non-negotiable for things that you want or that feels fulfill you. So it could be something that you do, some me time that you are doing for yourself or some time with your children. And no matter what, unless, you know, uh, the, the house is on fire, 
nothing goes behind, you know, beside that. So create those moments where they are non-negotiable, where you will say, I'm fulfilling, I'm recharging myself, or I'm creating memories with my kids. And then the third thing I would say is accept that someday is going to be crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, we, we live in a, in a mindset that everything has to be always good, up, up. Some days we have good days, we have bad days. Accept that those bad days are going to happen and then they're going to go. You're going to have more good days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Accepting probably is the one that, one of those hard things, right? Because again, yeah. to your very first point, it's like, am I a perfect mom or I'm a good mom? <laughs> and on my website, I say there's no way, no uh, perfect way. There's a million way of being a good mom. There's just no perfect way to be a mom, like medium way. So being a good mom is being present for your child. That's it. Do not go beyond that. If you're present for them in any shape or form, we do not measure that by the quantity, <laughs> but more mm-hmm. by the quality. Mm-hmm. Right? So I may yeah. not, five days a week I work, my kid go to daycare, but the weekend are all time together where we can build more memories than those five days where we were not together. Yeah. So if I have to summarize all that, you are you, you are a mom, you are a spouse, you are an employee, but then you, it's the beginning of every single role that you will do. Do not forget who you are, what your dreams are. Then because when you fill this in, you can give it out. You can be the the, the good mom you you sought to be and you, and you're a role model the minute you become a parent guess why your kid look up to you and if they see you always stressed always worried always this that's how they see life I have always to be stressed but if they say this is the person that said I want to do this and never discounted themselves then they will go after the trip what kind of child do you want to have they start with you again. <laughs> I love it. Yes, totally. So how can our listeners connect with you? Because I know there's more that you can share on this little short podcast. You are so lovely to talk to. And I feel like I can, we can have that conversation for like ages. So I am um, a life coach, a life coach, but on my life couch. Um, so my website is www.mylifecouch and it's couch, C-O-U-C-H. .com. And I chose the couch because it's a very significant, um, you know, ex- uh, show, show the choice that I made with couch because a couch is a central place where you experience all the emotion when you're happy, mm-hmm. when you're sad, when you want comfort, when you want securities on the couch. That couch is our central element. And I'm that friend that sits on the couch with you to experience those and unpack those. And I promise I won't be like, any husband that will want to fix you, I'll say So my life couch, it's my website where you can go and see a little bit of what I do and then download that success journal. Um, let me know, in, you know if you, you find it helpful or what you want, but it's something I, I personally do. And I have people that uh, have a lot of success in at least analyzing in the span of a week or two weeks what really fills them and what really drain them. So practice self-forgiveness. And the second thing is on my LinkedIn. So Gladys Simon, S-I-M-E-N. 
is the, the Monica. So you can go and follow my adventures and my thoughts. Um, I talk a lot about my life as a working mom. So my kids, my work and my thoughts. Um, and then a lot of people find a, a value in, um, you know, what I'm sharing there uh, most con uh, constantly and then also communicate with me that way. So those are the two ways you can get uh, a lot of my stories and my thoughts. Awesome. Thank you so much. I will include all of this in our show notes. And any last thoughts before we close? Um you are wonderful, Anna. So I had so much joy on your thing. Mom Guild is there to stay. Do not worry. You are a good mom. From what I, I hear from you talking about your son, he's so lucky to have a mom that like you. All the moms that are listening there, Mom Guild, make, uh, it's a friend. Let's make friends with our Mom Guild because, hey, we are good moms, right? And forgive yourself a lot more than you do today. Please. <laughs> I'm working on it, Gladys, I promised you. And when Liam grows up, when he's going to be old enough, I'll let him listen to this episode. <laughs> and by the way, he's going to be so proud saying, oh, my mom was looking for answers to questions and he has all that legacy that you're building for him. So guess what? He's going to be an entrepreneur too. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to be a good mom. <laughs> so, so awesome to connect with you. Thank you so much. The pleasure was all mine. Thank you so much. Hey money bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together but just don't quite know how? I am with you, I've been there, I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow system, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting and who likes that budgeting thing anyway. You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less five or five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone, uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. 
It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to mainstreet-money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.